and welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week we got out our action figures and reenacted that time we spent living in a forest after a thrilling heist went wrong. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. Now, last week we released the action-adventure... Post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic sci-fi. Uh, now, let's see if we can remember the name of this film. It was The Road, When Worlds Collide, The, uh, the, the, War, of the, the Worlds. War of the Worlds. And it had the tagline. The tagline was... The Quest for Peace. The Quest for Peace. The Voyage the Home. The Voyage Home. And then I, I think that was it. And, and then we just referred to it as Planet Infinity. That's right, yes. But was, only we're allowed to do yes, that. Yes, exactly. Now, we left off last week with Nicolas Cage calling us up right at the end of the episode and stating that while he will do National Treasure, the film that we released a couple of episodes ago, or attempted to release a couple of episodes ago, he was not going to do The Road, which we had him in there as a starring role. And his son as well, Jalel Coppola. If Kal-El. I'm not mis- uh, Kal-El, sorry. Uh, Coppola, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so... That uh, that standard, uh, he did not want to do it at all. Um, he wanted to do National Treasure, but he would not have a bar of the road. So I decided. So, so did we get him in on National Treasure? Then? We did. We is got it, him in. All oh, right. Okay. This is he kept he kept every time I messaged him, he kept going back and forth. Yep. He's like, yeah, I'll do um, Planet Infinity, and I'm like, sorry, Nicholas, you're not allowed to call it Planet Infinity. <laughs> Either refer to it as its full name. He's like, I'm not referring it to the full name. I'll do national, and he kept going back and forth, yep. and uh, eventually he just went radio silent. I wasn't sure yep. where he felt. No. So, so National Treasure is good. National Treasure is in the can. All right. Now, great. myself as a crafty, non-artistic producer decided that there is no way that we were going to do the road without Nicolas Cage. Yeah. So I decided that what we would do is during production of National Treasure, we'd just get him to read a couple of the lines a little bit differently and just slot in some different names. And all we'd say to him is just like, oh, we're thinking of maybe uh, changing certain elements of the plot so that we'll release a trailer. People will think it's about a particular film or they'll think it's like, this is the story going on. And then when we release the film, totally different. That's quite crafty. What I was actually doing was recording just enough dialogue in there so that we could use it for the road. So we've we've paid him for one film. Yes. And and sneakily got him yes. to star in two Just films. Just like Marlon Brando when he recorded all that stuff for Superman 1 and then had to like be digitally inserted into Superman Returns. Yeah. And I think they also got him for Superman 2. Uh, because they paid him like a ridiculous amount of money and Warner Brothers wanted to get all their money's <laughs> worth out of it. We're do we're Marlo Brandoing uh, Nicholas Cage. That's quite crafty. It I is. like that. Thank you very T- much. Two for the price of one. Yep. I love it. I foresee no lawsuits uh, as a result <laughs> of this. I think he'll be... T- what? Look, once he sees the product, once he sees what we've done with the edit and the CG... We've had to like CGI a lot though. Yes. Um, but once he sees it, I mean, he's going to be blown away. Nice. He's going to be absolutely blown away. Uh, so the road, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's, that's actually quite exciting for our movie film studio uh, workshop digital distribution platform subscribers. <laughs> um, uh, Mafusa Wooded is subscribers, is, yep. as I should have said. Um, they're getting two new release films this week. Two uh, new release oh, films, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, And they're both starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> All right, on to this week in trailers. And first up, we have Leave No Trace, uh, directed by... So this is really weird. So it came up and it's about a young girl yeah. 
uh, and her sort of father. And the first thing I thought of was like, oh, you know, this cinematography and the the casting choice of a, a young girl reminds me quite a lot of Winter's Bone. Yep. And literally within two seconds, up on the screen had from the director <laughs> of Winter's Bone. Yeah, exactly. Which is the the film that um, earned uh, Jennifer Lawrence her first Academy Award nomination yep. when she was about fifteen or sixteen. Yep. Uh, about like she's growing up in a, a small town with an absent father yep um, same sort of thing here it's like well, the, the, it's the opposite actually yeah well I mean the, the father's it, there all the time in, in this one the, the young girl and the father who has some sort of post-traumatic war yeah, um, yeah. PTSD or something, uh, yeah. syndrome is uh, living in the forest yep surviving on the land and the government comes in and says it's illegal for you to live on private property uh, and so they rehome the father and the daughter in a community and uh, he doesn't like it and tries to they all try and run away and it's like well you know she's like the mental problems that you yeah, have yeah. aren't things that i have i can function in civilization you yep. have to function in the wilderness what's this crazy parent relationship yeah 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 um you did mention that uh the the sort of film that this was not inspired by but the, the film that this director did previously won jennifer lawrence her first was it her first oscar or was it a nomination, nomination? okay yeah she was uh, like one of the youngest nominees right because uh, yep. she was quite young and very good in that film there's a title card sort of halfway through this trailer that suggests that the female actor in this whose name is thomason mckenzie um is like it has a standout stellar performance very reminiscent of jennifer Jennifer lawrence Lawrence. so jennifer lawrence is now the new yardstick for like exactly and just for everything actually can can you imagine how was thomas and what did what did it say thomas and mckenzie yeah i mean she's going to be the new person who's in all of those films (laughs) because if if, if there's anything to go for jennifer lawrence is in like four or five films every year yeah and they're generally quite good films as well she's 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 great she chooses great projects so look on the horizon (laughs) for thomas and um this one and i mentioned while watching it has a lot of um title cards that come up Mm. with the little golden laurel leaves as the open brackets around Sundance Film Festival nominee we haven't we haven't got any laurel leaves around any of our films like uh, we're trying to get the Oscar nom but really I really like the look of those those yeah yeah they look classy open leaf open brackets yep Um, really 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 classy so whether it's a you know film door palmed or Khan film Sundance where it's Sundance where it's any other film festival that uses yep. those, yep. we just need to get our film in there yeah. and and watch. I mean, do we even need? Do we just have those laurels around the film title? Like, do oh, we are, need, we, are they are they copyrighted? I don't know. I was you thinking, can't copyright laurels. I was surely. thinking if like if we bring a our iPhone into Sundance <laughs> yeah. and sit there and watch our own film yeah, yeah. Oh, and perfect. say, yeah. we, we saw this film at Sundance. Pre- premiered at Sundance. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it, it wasn't necessarily part of the festival, yep. but it was definitely watched yeah. du- during the festival <laughs> at that location. Exactly. I think that might give us clearance that to use That gives us those. access yeah. to the laurels. Yeah, yeah, great. I think that's how it works. All right, brilliant. Um, so, uh, Leave No Trace, see that. I mean, it's out now, I think, in Is the it? US and apparently it's got a... Hundred percent review on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I mean Ben Foster is the the um the dad in this, yeah. and um he's been in a few roles where you recognise his face but have never actually committed his name to memory. <laughs> he seems to be like the the henchman offsider in yeah. like or the the guy in the war film who yeah. maybe dies about halfway through, yeah. or the I think he was in he was one of the X Men yeah. but not he's, a particularly. He's one of those guys one. that when you see him on screen, you're like, oh that guy. I've seen that guy before. Yeah, I don't seen- know what his name is. Exactly. Turns out his name is Ben Foster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, see that. 
I don't know if you want. Um, next trailer on the list, Robert Zemeckis returns with Welcome to Marwen, starring uh, Steve Carell and other actors. Um, yeah. Who, um, Leslie Mann, I think, plays yep. the, the the love interest in this yep, one. Yep. There's a, an ensemble cast. So the, the basic premise of this story is uh, a guy, and it's, it's a biographic. It's a, yeah, a, a, it's semi-biographic. Yeah. So I've, I've, I'm written here like, why have I written notes of B10? And the answer is it's because it's not B10, it's, 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 it's bio. bio. <laughs> and, it, and it is uh, loosely based on a uh, an actual story of yes. a guy. It looks, it looks sort an, of... Yeah, it's an artist who was... Uh, be- assaulted by white supremacists. Beaten up by, yeah, neo-Nazi white supremacists and then uh, suffered, like was not able to basically write his yeah. name anymore. So and his then, drawings, which he was quite good at, is, is yeah. a, an outlet that he's not able to express. Yep, and so he then turns to sort of posing... Uh, action figures and stuff into sort of these very lifelike uh, situations and dioramas and photographing them. And that's sort of his new creative outlet. Uh, And the film goes into sort of uh, the court case that he has against the uh, perpetrators of the violence against him and his sort of traumatic uh, recovery and so on. However, as this is a Robert Zemeckis film and he is one to inject as much computer generated and special effects stuff into his films as possible. Let's see back to the future, polar express, um, castaway. Sure. (laughs) Um, the little dioramas that he makes, uh, the little toy, um, uh, scenarios are then shown sort of like animated as well. Yeah. So you get a glimpse into his imagination as he's like, and these, these, um, uh, action man type figures have faces that are very similar to the actors who are playing them. So the yeah. Steve Carell action figure looks a lot like Steve Carell yep. uh, on a, you know, Kendall uh, type yeah, posable like, ooh, figure. Yeah. But like they will then sort of somehow play out some of the scenes as if they, you know, stop motion animated. Yeah. Uh, and then it goes back to the real world as he's moving the act, the figures through the space. It's, it's a very, it's weird. It's weird yeah. looking. It's interesting conceptually. Yeah. I'm it's, not it's, sure how to play it out as, as a storytelling technique. Of, yeah. It sort of feels like Toy Story in the sense that these toys are inhabiting the real world, but only really Steve Carell's character sees them coming to life and reenacting yeah. all these actions and stuff. Uh, and there's some cute bits as well where like one of the Nazi dolls falls from a great height onto a spike. And instead of being sort of gored by that spike, it just splits apart. Splits apart like a, 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 toy, a broken yeah. toy. Um, um, what did Wikipedia describe this as? Like a an action oh, yeah. thriller, comedy, so, um, so everything, every, w- every genre the possible. The Academy, rather. Uh, the Academy tells me that it's an American psychological biographical comedy drama film. Uh, which is... Check, 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 check. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of checks. Um, my, I guess my worry with this film is that with Zemeckis as well, I mean, he's had some great films, you know, Forrest Gump and Back to the Future, um, but he's also had some really terrible ones where he just lets the technology sort of do all the talking, um, Polar Express amongst others. Um, this film seems more like they're going to try and do a lot of that toy stuff coming to life rather than actually looking at the life and the thoughts of Steve Carell's characters yeah. and it may just be a bit more you know family friendly than the the PTSD suffering Steve Carell's character yeah maybe. leaning a little bit more on the comedy that yeah. arises from that rather than the psychological drama that's right yeah um, but uh, yeah I mean it looks kind of cool it looks interesting there's was, there was a point in there where he, like, he was playing around with toys posing them I'm like that's interesting and the toys started like reenacting scenes I'm like yeah you kind of got me here yeah. like this this kind of yeah. looks cool and looks fun cool. and interesting the fact that it's on a background of a court case where neo-nazis <laughs> stop a guy's face in yeah um, a little bit weird it kind of just seems like the film 
we would make. Yeah. This film seems competent. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Yeah. All right. On to the last trailer for this week's episode, and it is Widows, directed by Steve McQueen and starring... An ensemble cast, yeah, a huge everyone. amount. Of, now, we're going to try and remember some of the actors uh, in this because as we were watching the trailer, we were like, oh, it's that guy and that guy and that girl and that guy. Um, but uh, so far, we... we you go one for one and see uh, who yeah, runs yeah, out yeah, first. All right, cool. I'll go for the main... Liam Neeson was in it. And Viola Davis. Uh, yep, correct. And I've forgotten the rest. Uh, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez, Who was yes. the, the Australian girl that you said was from Great Gatsby? Uh, Elizabeth Debicki uh, yeah, is um, in it. Jackie Weaver. Jackie is Weaver in is in it, yep. Uh, there was... Oh, uh, Colin uh, Farrell? Farrell was uh, in it. One of the guys from The Walking Dead who went on yep. to do the Netflix Punisher series. Yep, yep, He's yep. in it as well. Um, there's the guy from Get Out who yep. was in that one episode of Black Mirror. Yep. He's in it. Robert uh, Duvall was in Robert it as Duvall. well. Yep. So the, everywhere you're like, oh, there's another actor that I recognise from yeah. things who pops up and then you the, the screen at the end literally has it's had to split it into two columns <laughs> there's, there's so many yeah, recognizable yeah, yep. faces and names in this film yep. and then um we sat back and went after we watched it what's that <laughs> film about and the answer is you don't get any sense of no what it's about idea. it's it's a bunch of like action sequences there's guns there's viola davis crying at some point so, so what we know it's called widows it's called widows so we assume that someone's at least two people's husbands have died. Possibly, yes. We it, it's uh, the other big thing that we haven't mentioned is it's based on a book. Is it based on a book by Gillian Flynn, or is she the uh, screenwriter? No, she's of it? the screenwriter. So she wrote Gone Girl, yeah, um, which was kind of a bit of a pulpy novel, I guess. Very successful book. Yeah, she's written a number of other books. I just assumed that this was based on one of her books. No, I think she's just written it. So this is possibly her first screenplay. Uh, so according to the Academy. Uh, the screenplay is by uh, herself and McQueen, so it's sort of a co- right, co-ad. co-written. And what did uh, Stephen McQueen did? Twelve Years a Slave he did, was the yeah. other big one that came up as the project he was involved in. Yes, uh, amongst other sort of notable films, he's uh, you know had a very prolific career. Um, now, I mean, the Academy tells me that that Widows is a upcoming heist thriller film. I, yeah, I got the thriller bit. I don't know if I there's, got the heist bit. Th- no, well, there's definitely a bit at the start there where Liam Neeson's putting cash from a vault into a bag. Yep. And then it's just lots of people standing around in parking garages <laughs> talking about stuff. And yep. just like, and then maybe, is there a courtroom? Is Robert Duvall in a courtroom? Uh, possibly. They, there's, there's definitely a skyscraper, glass sky. You yep. get, you it's get Colin Farrell looking at the camera. Absolutely no well. sense of beyond the title of the film, which yep. gives away maybe someone's husband dies yeah the trailer doesn't give us anything <laughs> no idea absolutely nothing about what it's about but that's probably a good thing isn't it like i mean so many trailers these days tend to spoil so much of the film like you go in there thinking like why hasn't this scene happened yet like you, i know you say that we didn't spoil it last week yep um what was the post-apocalyptic trailer that we watched? Uh, like, How It Ends? How It Ends, yeah, the um, Netflix film. There's about, like, three quarters of the way through the trailer, the, the girl that they're trying to break into the post-apocalyptic city for yeah. shows up, and you're like, oh, you're alive. And yeah. then you see the, the guy driving away by himself. I'm like, where's Forrest Whitaker? Well, yeah. obviously you don't. Like, the trailer's revealed so much <laughs> about what's going to happen in the film yeah. that it just, sort of, like, defeats the purpose. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, Widows, has definitely gone with the, uh, we're not going to show you anything, yeah. so if you want to know anything about this film at all, yeah. you actually have to go and watch it. Was it was honestly more more of a cast highlight than anything it else. Was. Like it was like almost like they had a checklist. Yeah. So like the first three shots were Liam Neeson shots. Yeah. And the next three shots were Viola Davis shots. Yep. And the next three shots were Colin Farrell shots. Yep. And the next one were Michelle Rodriguez. Yep. And then you had the finalized Robert Duvall. You're yep. like, all oh, right, every 
like the Viola Davis didn't show up in the like, Liam Neeson sorry didn't show up in the trailer beyond the first three shots of yeah, the trailer yeah, exactly. and then every time they're just like oh we're gonna have to show all of these characters yeah. in here but see that's great you don't know when they'll be killed off they could be like five minutes into the film and half the cast is gone it could be it could be great well, what was that I mean they're just copying what we did in um oh, in, yeah, the, uh, the, the BW, the BW yeah. where where they bring up cast members and they just, just kill, kill them, them off, off again yeah. and they, uh, they, at, at <laughs> random intervals who knows when anyone's gonna die yeah but they didn't cast like notable TV stars no but they did but they did cast recognisable faces it's true yeah. faces just like oh I haven't seen you in a film for a while it's good yeah. to see that you're sure oh no oh you're dead now you're dead. <laughs> and I think you know that, that's like it's good to see that we're having yep. an influence on the, the, it's, it's the outlook it's very nice yeah. yeah it is okay those are the three films for this week's episode but of course before we can do anything with those we're gonna have to take a little walk over to the green room All right. Let's mm. have a quick look at uh, our options this week. Yes. We have a um, re- relationship between relationship, the father. Yeah, definitely, in- definitely indie film indie, targeted yeah. at getting those Cannes Film Festival. Yep. Um, and it sort of shows the, the, the life of people that you don't really think about or don't really get that much screen yep. time. We have a... Um, Special uh, effects heavy... Special effects gimmicky. Um, yeah, uh, slightly sappy. So, imaginary world, real world crossover. Psychological... Yeah. And then drama, we... Drama, I guess. Comedy drama. Also have a <laughs> a- actor-filled heist that we don't know what it's about, <laughs> but looks stylistically kind yeah, of good. And, and, and the other one is based on a, a big name author I think is is one of the biggest selling points I'm sure that's what happened when they when they got the list of actors that they wanted yeah. they just went uh, Gone Girl uh, direct uh, Gone Girl writers doing this one yeah. and I'm sure that was the selling point it's also it's like, like what what brand name director can we get in there yep. yeah uh, Steve, Steve McQueen. McQueen oh I loved him in The Great Escape what uh, what uh, best boy can we get in there as well uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly I, I think they sold this to the actors based on the people who had already signed up and it, yeah. it just kind of snowballed <laughs> it's like holy crap we got too many of these guys here. Um, so those are the three choices that we have this week. Yes. Now, I picked last week, so it is, of course, up to you, Isaac. Yeah, again, last week you had a, a bunch of choices from, yep. like, musical, post-apocalyptic, yep. kind of, like, really great choices. Uh, this week, I think there's only one that really stands out to me. Yep. And I, I don't actually remember if we told the uh, people what it was called <laughs> when we were doing it. The film's called Welcome to Marwin. Yep. No, we uh, did. We, we did. did. So. There's yep. a Mecca's film with Steve Carell. Yep. And I really like that idea of the imaginary space blending with the real space yep. in some sort of um not necessarily a technological gimmick yep. but, but definitely we we hit that as- aspect yeah. of it whether it's you know um marionette style yep, yep. Uh, team america sure. puppets whether it's hand puppets yep. whether it's cg whether it's okay. um uh paper cutout animation yep. whether it's stop frame animation there's there's definitely an imaginary element which is trying to exist in the real world yeah. as a, a live action thing no. and the live action like, the lego movie did that a little bit it, it a did, little bit yeah it wasn't very heavy on um on the live action and i've actually started watching the lego i say started watching the lego ninjago <laughs> movie i say this a lot where i start <laughs> watching a movie and then i just give up on it yep. um i didn't like the lego ninjago movie opens in the real world yep. and then goes in to tell the story okay. so it's like it's it's like a, again they're setting up a universe which is a crossover between the imaginary yep. and uh, and the real and i think yep. whilst this is much more heavier darker subject matter of um, physical recovery because in uh, in this one Steve Carell's like doing physical therapy because he yep. can't walk he can't write yeah. he can't draw we have to have something heavy and yeah. dark well, sitting over the top of something that's quite 
clearly yeah. a little bit more whimsical. Yeah, you're right. Now, the thing is, like, now that I think about it, like, Welcome to Marwin actually is kind of a remake of one of our films as well, because we did uh, a while back uh, The Unhappiest Place on Earth. We did. Uh, which featured, like, I can't remember who the character specifically, but it was a character who was institutionalized and kind of... Uh, Her way of dealing with the fact that she yeah. was in an institution was to believe that everyone else in there were characters from Disney films. Yeah. Uh, and then we we had a Mary Poppins-style yeah. uh, bright and happy sing-along uh, in conjunction That's with right, his dark yeah. and gritty yep. um, mental asylum. Yeah. Uh, which is, again, very similar to this sort of, like, style yeah. uh, of crossover. But, I mean, again, this isn't a million miles away from our um, Curious Flight of the Hymenopteryx either. <laughs> like, we, we have we have that experience of really delving into untapped... Mm. Again, we did um, with the... Uh, the, the puppet one. Yep. Uh, we did a crossover between live action people, between it's puppet true, yeah, people, yeah. between animation people. Yep. Um, this is this is well within our technological Absolutely, limits. Yeah. I reckon we push the bound I think even so. further. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where can we push it though? What's the what's the next step for this? Because we've done okay, so you know, Avatar exists. That's sort of like real actors playing, uh, you know, crazy fictionalized digital CGI creations. Um, can we go further though than that? That is a good question. What technology, what filmmaking technology have we not pushed the bounds uh, of before? This is a, oh, this is a good one. Um, you know what? Okay, here's what's come to me right now. Something that we haven't done before, and I want to sort of pitch it as a new experience. It may sound similar to an experience that has existed for hundreds and hundreds of years. All right, go on. But like live stage performances. Oh my God, this is great. Yeah. This is this is fantastic. Yeah. But live stage stage performances that are like films, not like stage plays. But but this is the point is that it's a combination stage play film. Yes. So there's definitely a film going on. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a stage in front of it. Yep. And part of it's live action. Yep. Part of it is uh and it, and then when the live action bits end, yep. it it seamlessly transitions into the film bit and you watch yep. the film bit for a yep. while and yep. it comes back in. Again, most cinemas are probably not adapted <laughs> to perform this for us, but yep. that doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Because now what we can also exclusively launch today is the Movie Film Studios chain of uh, performance theatre cinemas. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which are called... I mean, I thought you just said it. Movie Film Studios, <laughs> C-O-P-T. <laughs> chain of performance <laughs> theatres. <laughs> so, Mephus Copped. Is that it? Oh, I don't know. That's it, yeah. Uh, movie Film Studios, Chain of Performance Theatre Cinemas. Chain, chain of Performance Theatre Cinemas, exactly. And I think, again, and we won't get too much into it, uh, it'll be launched eventually, yep. but uh, in association with the, the Chain of Theatres is also a chain of schools yep. where people lear- will learn <laughs> about- learn that technique, Learn the yeah. skill of acting. So there's, like, there's, we can we're um, add, merge in our yep. improv uh, so schools in there with as well. The so. Juilliard School of Acting is no, no longer the ultimate choice no, for actors. When you think about it, like for the for the most part, um, when people are putting on a stage performance yep. in, let's say, Sydney, for example, yeah. there's only like one production of uh, like The Lion King going on. Yeah. And they perform that two or three times a day, but it's always the same actors. Yeah. 
with owls, if we're going to do wide distribution, yep. how many times do you reckon uh, Deadpool 2 screened this week? <laughs> oh, gosh. Hundreds, like, hundreds and thousands. Of times, yeah. But, but just within Sydney, yep. with all the different cinemas, yep. across the world, we have to train up hundreds of thousands of actors <laughs> yep. to, to perform these roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what the really great thing is? Mm-hmm. That um, people who go see the, the movie twice will deliberately go to different cinemas yep. just so they can see the, the live action performance. Yeah, absolutely. How that varies from place to place. Yeah. You know, how like most actors are saying oh we have to struggle being baristas and, yeah. and wait staff and stuff yep. like that we're going to single-handedly solve that problem because <laughs> we have now sort of created yeah. we are creating jobs for hundreds of thousands of out of luck and unemployed yeah. actors across yeah. across the entire globe you know what else we're doing as well we're creating a huge problem in the lack of coffee baristas i mean that's that's actually a really good point. Is is this is this one of those ones where because we know what we're about to do, yep. we should buy stocks because we know yeah. we're about to short yeah, the market. Absolutely, absolutely. Can, can you buy stocks in baristas? Is um, that, I don't know how the stock market works. I just I just I mean I only just figured out how film rights worked. <laughs> I'm not sure I can figure out exactly if you can. Yeah, buy- it's you, you absolutely don't buy stocks for companies or anything like that. You just buy stocks for concepts. And, yeah, exactly. And like ideas. Yeah. Um. So we'll buy stocks in the. Con- concept of baristas yes will then pull all baristas from their jobs because they'll be employed by movie film studios and is it then because people are thinking more about baristas (laughs) or the lack thereof that our stock prices go up no the stock prices will go no okay here's what we do we don't we buy the stock when the stock is low but after we've taken all the baristas out baristas will be worth nothing so we'll like but they'll be worth more because there's a shortage of them oh, there's, well, there's just, more of a demand to have okay, baristas then there then we'll just like fire one or two baristas every week just so they can jump back into the market and we get money no that's not how it works <laughs> does it matter who cares like the point is we'll be investing some kind of money into baristas but that's beside the point Um, now we have to make our first production for this new entertainment style this new uh paradigm of of entertainment or performance yes uh which combines film with a live performance but in a, somehow in a seamless in a really seamless yeah. manner yeah i've seen it like i'm sure they probably do it as like experimental art installations yep. where it's you're supposed to interact with the screen and it's all really cheesy i imagine that you know that um in jurassic park yep. how hammond's just like oh he's got to read the cue cards yeah, and yeah, yeah. at the right moment yep. prick his finger or whatever yep. and it's all very sort of cheesy because i yep. haven't really thought it through yep. this is more of like a seamless like yeah, yeah. you know the people it, on the screen are sort of like you it's know, a real film like it has to yeah. be presented like it can't be presented like a a stage play it has to feel like a film as well but it's going to mix between the two you know also what we're doing here as well which i mean i'm we are solving the world's problems yep. because by getting rid of the oversupply of baristas yep. employing actors get, getting people back into yeah like into the cinemas yeah. to watch these cinemas. you can't watch this at home unless no, unless you never. hire your own cast <laughs> of um of actors to come in and perform the bits that yeah. are missing from the yep. film you can't just take you can't stream yeah. it on on mephisto woodada yeah you can't illegally pirate it nope. and, and watch it at home because you're missing half yeah, yeah. of those key components exactly um which is i mean bad for us because we've kind of like shorted our own product but doesn't really matter but but like i said it's um it's getting people back into the establishments yeah, yeah, yeah again maybe we buy stocks in cinemas now absolutely and then when people go back in there yep we'll have made them um, definitely but they have to go into our cinemas though because they've got to be specially outfitted or do we sell like outfitting kits to other exactly cinemas? Okay, we, we, yeah. we can do that as well yep 
Great. Uh, I also like, we can now, going back to what this film was all meant to be about, um, we can have, like, off stage as well, all the motion capture people there doing live motion capture for the film. Um, so if they're going to do animated characters or, uh, like, I don't know, big digital creations, they can all do it live. So there's sort of, like, live rendering yeah. of, of each. So even what's on screen yep. changes every time yeah, as well. absolutely. So when, you know, the, the big lizard monster comes through yep. um, and everyone's like, oh, this is pre-rendered. No. no it's being live rendered, live rendered yeah. by a motion capture guy who's off, off stage as well. Yep. So there's, there's multiple layers of actual live performance, yep. live performance, which is yep. being live rendered to yep. a digital production and, and pre-recorded and digital video. live music. And live music John as Williams well. John Williams is in there um, <laughs> conducting the London Symphony, uh, Symphony Orchestra for the film. For, for full, one of one of the performances. Yeah, full, in, in another one, it's just some other guy who also <laughs> happens to be called John Williams and his, his kindergarten orchestra doing a really bad rendition of yeah, it because right. they, they can't really read music that exactly. well. Exactly. Uh, in one of the other theatres as well, it's just like some guy on a piano just doing like 1930s style country western <laughs> saloon yeah. music. Uh, it, this is, this is the, the, the thing, beautiful yeah. thing yeah. is that the, the experience changes yeah. It is the same film yeah. fundamentally, yeah. but the experience of watching it changes, changes every, every time. time. Alright, here's what I think we need to concentrate on now. Our like we need to have like the uh the flagship performance of whatever this film is. So this is the one where we have the 108 piece Symphony Orchestra and John Williams. We have like the ultimate in like uh live rendering, uh, and we have like our big cast of like non barista actors. Yeah. Um the ones that are actually like decent actors. You know, Olivia Award nominated yeah. people uh, yeah. in every role. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, we can also like. I mean, like, what's wrong with going for Tony Award nominated uh, actors now? This is this is one of those things. We could get an EGOT. Yeah, we could just yeah. just for this production. Just for this production, it, it doesn't need to be. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, Emmy, uh, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yeah, yeah. we have to be in four separate all productions. No, yeah. no, nah. <laughs> nah, we can get we can get all of them for a single production because it's going to include elements of television yep. broadcast, yep. Um, elements of recording, yeah, elements absolutely. of cinema acting, and elements of stage performing. <laughs> all all in the one uh, production. <laughs> That's right. Last week we had uh, Miley Cyrus do an original song for the film that we made. Miley Cyrus can be there live. Why don't Miley Cyrus and John Williams do a duet together? It's true. Um, and then we'll win the. Uh, the Grammy for that, the best original song, and and I mean the what they don't tell you as well that there's a there's a megot <laughs> because um the other most prestigious award is the uh, MTV Music Award ah, as yeah, well. Of course. So, yeah, yeah. so we'll, I mean we'll don't forget that, that one. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> best I mean, music video. We the, can... the, the only reason they call it egot is because yep. Whoopi Goldberg doesn't have the uh, MTV <laughs> Music Award, and um she boycotted like she she lobbied really hard. <laughs> yeah. And got the M removed, but yep. we're we're putting a campaign putting back, back in. in. We yeah. we we think that is just as important as Absolutely, the other awards. Yeah. So we'll do a music video uh during the f- production of this multimedia uh, whatever it is yeah it needs a new name and then like you can't call them a film it can't no be a it's, it's 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 its own experience it is yeah it's it's cross media it's cross platform yep. Yep. it's um hang on you know what else we should win uh we need to win like the um if we can win the archibald prize as well yeah while we're at it which is for like portraiture portraiture pritzker prize of architecture yep. as well there can be people building structures the man booker prize for the novelization of the yeah exactly <laughs> but 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 what happens is that every performance someone's sitting there typing <laughs> Up what happens, and so the, the novelization. All right, so of we're gonna that. have to get all the court stenographers in the land <laughs> exactly to do like the 
novelization of every production of whatever this exactly we haven't even come up with a story yet i mean i don't <laughs> think we need to Does it i think the fact that we're winning so many awards <laughs> um people are going to be just like the like with with any advertising yeah normally you see you know nominated for two oh, sweet. awards we can win khan's advertising as well exactly because we'll advertise the film inside the film or um, whatever it is so yeah not normally they'll say you know two awards that's pretty good to go see it this one we're just gonna our, t- our trailer is just gonna be ten minutes of all of the awards we've been nominated. <laughs> There's gonna for. be so many. And when they, when they come in and go, well, what's the plot of this film? It's yeah. just like it depends. Where did you watch it? <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know what? I I always get a little bit annoyed as well. You, you see p- stage productions who put on like, oh, it's it's Macbeth, but yeah. uh, it's set on a construction site in yeah. Western Sydney, and yep. all they're all tradies. Yep. And like, oh, it's. Uh, some other William Shakespeare thing, but it's got a veneer over the top of it. Yeah. Normally, they're really str- like some people are really strict with when you sell the the rights to your production. Yeah. How much they can and can't change. Yep. I reckon we we're so lax they can change whatever they want. Whatever they want. So obviously, there's elements of it which never change. Yep. So the cine- cinematic elements never change. Yep. The stage parts can change yep. and that's up to the director who's doing that yep. the music can change yep. if they want it like i mean if you really wanted to you could just put on uh dark side of the moon yeah, that's right and and have it try and sync up as yeah but you need to actually reunite pink floyd to do it live yeah i mean sometimes some of the places that are trying to sync up the film with dark side of the moon are just the yeah, yeah. uh the some of them are doing original vinyl some yep. of them are streaming through spotify <laughs> and some of them have uh pink floyd <laughs> playing live um uh, so and this yeah. is great. So all we sell for this experience, uh, if you want to adapt it, is like a one paragraph synopsis of a plot of some kind, and Something. then they can just like interpret it whatever way they want. Uh, really, by by the time it gets to them, yeah. they, they can they can do whatever they want with it. All yeah. we need to come up with now is what's what's on screen. Yeah, who's acting on screen? What's yep. the story on screen? Yep. and uh, how does I mean we don't actually have to figure out how it ties in. No, but doesn't matter. Who who let's let. Yeah. So I the one of the things that just popped into my head uh, when discussing what to do with this and and thinking of like films that sort of did a little bit of the multimedia experience. I'm thinking of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, um, great kind of like noir detective style. Oh yeah, I like that. Mixed in with like cartoon antics and also the crossover between Disney and Warner Brothers. Um, yeah. Sort of a, a landmark film that, while is for kids, isn't really for kids as well. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like that there's got to be elements of and I was thinking of Eternal Sunshine with the Spotless Mind yep. where there is sort of a journey through imagination or yep. the psyche yep. and like in those film noir things people get clubbed over the back of the head and fall unconscious quite a lot yep. so we have lots of like fade to black moments yeah. where it sort of comes up on the stage yep. and this is its own sort of thing playing out in yep. there um, uh, I kind of feel like the, the you know the film noir can be set in some sort of like in some sort of area which will really lend itself to yep. the the bizarre and weird and imaginative. Yep. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where we could go with that one. I'm yeah. I'm also thinking like, what if we? I mean, we've done this a few times, but one of the other films this week was apparently a a thrill a heist thriller. Yeah. Do we do like a you know a film noir heist? Yes, absolutely. But with. CGI and cartoon elements as well. Yeah, I mean, again, we have to have some sort of live animated yep. um, elements, and 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 maybe that's it's up to again the there is a, a like a an offsider. Yep, and the guy 
whoever or girl who we cast as the is sort of like constantly looking down to their left and just talking yep. to to a- empty space empty space yeah and then it's up to the each individual production whether they um, uh, uh, yeah. motion capture 3D whether they yep. lo- live cell animate <laughs> um, the uh, the characters in there whether it's shadow puppets that yeah, they've yeah, comped yeah. in yep. as well right and the, the dialogue for that one's open yep. as well so it's whatever film noir detectives offsider yep. is is the the live animated element which will be comped into that yep. uh, on the fly perfect um, I'd like actually really like to see that done with shadow puppets yeah I don't think great. I don't think anyone uh, has sort of put in a petition that that's what their animation style is going to be yep. even hand shadow puppets yeah so it's just that you know that classic sort of dog right. you can yeah, do yeah. just by that's bending it. your index finger back and <laughs> wa- wagging your uh, little finger around yep. um, is his quippy offsiding yeah, uh, dog, dog character um, and yeah I mean and then you can do anything for that like this is great this is just like uh, there's so many avenues for money making here. Um, all right, so it's a film noir detective heist film. Yes, or heist production. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, what can be our basic plot? What's been stolen? Well, this is the thing. Oh, anything. anything. So something's been stolen. Something different stolen every single every time. Every single time. Yeah. The the person who's murdered is different every single time. Yep. It's re- what we really need to do. Yep. Is get the most versatile actor. Yep. In the world, <laughs> someone who can play any different role, <laughs> and maybe we we shoot like uh just hours and hours and oh, hours yeah, just, of footage, and yep, people yep. can choose what they want, yeah. what they want in there, and what they don't want yep. in there. So we'll, we'll shoot them all on a green screen as well. Uh, yeah. And we'll make sure they're also in like a green jumpsuit with the motion tracking dots so yeah. like wouldn't even that act that actor won't even need clothes they just need to be wearing this jumpsuit um all you can see is their face so you can literally do whatever you want with them you can put them in different clothes you can make them a different gender you can make them uh, a different ethnicity if you wanted yeah. to um but yeah all you can see of this actor is their face i also like the idea that there's some sort of web tie-in platform so people oh, yeah. people in the cinema can access that from their phone oh, yeah. and depending on popular opinion yeah. can sort of change uh, whether it's like sci-fi ah, background see? or film noir background or fantasy background uh, or yeah what we need to bring back is that idea we had a couple of weeks ago of like the live twitter film Li- live twitter yeah there's, there's definitely like people are taking like you it have to be a different hashtag for every screening yeah and every cinema yep um but that's definitely computed by that's an algorithm yeah, yeah. that um, absolutely will you know subtly change yep you know the angle of the guy's fedora if it is a <laughs> film noir it's like it's like are you uh, get has- that- hashtag tilt left are you gonna um, get that like that granular with like details and oh stuff? absolutely oh great um and so who who then who is the most versatile I, I, actor in the world the moment you said motion capture i thought andy circus yep i don't i don't like that though because i think this is very much the one thing that you can see is their face yep and i don't like looking at andy circus's <laughs> face um <laughs> No one does. That's uh, and, why they keep putting CGI over it. <laughs> um, so who then? Who's then's the most um, oh, versatile? I mean, like, Nicolas Cage keeps springing to mind, but I don't want to cast him a third no, time. No, I, I, I literally had to take a break. Yep. I, I was so exhausted from contract yep, negotiations yep. that I was at my emotional end. Yep. Uh, I, I can't. I just can't do that again with you know, him. Okay, you know what? Maybe we're thinking about this the wrong way. Maybe it doesn't need to be the most versatile actor in the world. Maybe it needs to be the most generic actor in the Ooh. world. And the person that immediately sprung to mind, and I apologize to him for this, is Hayden Christensen. Right. Um, from the two Star Wars prequels that no one likes. Uh, because he's so just like flat and uninteresting. And he is completely... The issue, the issue is that... 
it's it's not just generic it's it's boring it, it, <laughs> it is okay. it is past it is past the edge of just being an everyman <laughs> into into being a something that i actively sort of am not interested in at yep, all yep what about okay what about steve carell i know he's in the welcome to marwin film but he's got a kind of like everyday generic face he does he has the uh, he has the lego brick hairstyle as well um and uh he can be quite plain and and simple has anyone ever done that before you know you know how like uh deep impact went up against armageddon yep imagine if like bruce willis was just in both of those films <laughs> or or if like you know oh, yeah, so uh, competing against these white own film, yeah. urban tombstone where yep. like two competitive studios were both doing yeah, yeah. the um the white Earp story at the same time yeah what if bugs life and and, and ants, ants were yeah. just both done by pixar yeah this is like we're gonna do that thing where competing studios put out the same <laughs> film but they just have all of the same elements is, right, is that what we would be doing so. if so, we put steve carell in this film? i think so and what if we got robert zemeckis on board as well to i don't know direct produce do something yeah and then because our film's coming out in a week it should coincide with the it should coincide with of it. welcome to marwin so robert zemeckis and steve carell are competing with their own with film. their own film but ours is not a film it's now just like it's, this it's, it's so much bigger yeah I, I can i can taste that me god i can taste it too amongst other things <laughs> uh, is, is that it is this is this i mean we normally struggle with film film yeah. names this is more than that. It's is, it's yeah. it's um, I I I feel so I can't, we can't call it anything. Yeah, I mean it has to have we have to come up with a name for the the sort of general experience because obviously other people are going to want to go. You know, we really loved it. It was so internationally successful. Yeah, you solve the world's barista problems. You solve the world's <laughs> stenographer problems. You solve the world's actors problems. Yep. Um, here's a Nobel Peace Prize to go <laughs> with all the prizes that you've come up with so far. Yep. Um, this is it just the experience yeah is it, is that's it, it that's it like, so so like like imax is yeah. kind of like a, a, a way in which you can go and view it yeah. this is just the experience it's the experience so i think like imax has like the imax experience it has this kind of like uh signifier or designator to say it is a particular experience no yeah. this is the, the experience tm yeah uh, uh, yeah so um, you go to movie film studios chain of pro- well what was it uh chain of uh Production theatre cinemas, I think yep, it was. Yep, the COPTC. Yep. yep. Um, uh, movie Film Studios, Chain of Production Theatre Cinemas presents or, the or experience. Or you buy the kit to outfit you your kit. Yeah, existing yeah. cinema with yeah. the, the... The Movie Film Studios yeah. technology and yep. uh, it, several builders come in to like... Or you don't. Like that's well, I mean, okay. Yeah. If, if you don't have space, those actors can be you know standing on the chairs <laughs> at the front row of the yeah. cinema. If you can't fit a hundred and eight piece orchestra in your cinema, then just get some guy on a piano. Um, exactly, it's, it's fine. It's totally up to you how you want to put on the experience. Um, but the yeah, experience, the experience, starring Steve Carell. Yeah, see, the, no, I, I and feel whoever else you want. I feel as though the experience isn't starring Steve Carell. Okay. As, uh, that'd be like saying IMAX is starring Steve Carell. It's True. like, no, that, the, the thing itself has its own name, yep. but the experience is the way in which it's uh, presented. Yep, yep, yep. So, I mean, I suppose we do have to come up with something sort we do of need a film noir. Yeah, because if you want to do a, a production with the experience, then you need to have a different name for it. Yeah. So, this particular experience, uh, which is a film noir detective crime heist film um, starring Steve Carell is called... I was actually thinking, like, what's film noir? Noir is black. The the night, dark night. And I'm like, <laughs> that's already a film name. The uh, Black Shadow. Th- that is perfect. Yeah. The Black Shadow. The Black Shadow. 
Great. And, and that way, elements of that shadow puppetry, which I really want to see. <laughs> exactly. Like, like we'll definitely have more, like, we'll encourage it. We'll encourage yeah. it for this one. Like, yeah, we'll give, like, production guidelines to uh, anyone that wants to put this on as an, as an experience. Yeah. And just say, uh, for the context of this particular story, we recommend shadow puppets. It is, of course, up to you yeah. how you want to produ- produce we it. We recommend stage production are in black morph suits. Yep. Um, yep. You know. And we'll supply the footage of Steve Carell in a green morph suit so you can comp him into anything you yep. want. Um, we'll give you the motion capture data for him as well so you can do whatever you want with that. Uh, but then, yeah, everything else, up to you. You want to put John Williams and 108-piece symphony orchestra in there, go ahead. If you want some guy playing a banjo in the corner, also do that if you want. You uh, know what's going to happen, and I can just see it happening, is like the people who are nominated for best actor yep. is possibly could like all six people nominated could be from the Black Shadow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but it, from different productions. Different of it. productions of yeah. it, exactly. Awesome. Best original soundtrack. All six of these are also from The Black Shadow. <laughs> yeah, but like really specific. It's like best original soundtrack from the Mount Druitt showing of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, best original soundtrack. It's like, yeah, Mount Druitt showing gets a nomination. <laughs> uh, it's like, no, the Mount Druitt showing on like July 21st at 12.30 exactly. p.m. Because, you know, the, the guy who did the Skrillex remix <laughs> had to go back to school <laughs> the next day and couldn't do the live performance. So. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, that's the thing. Like, every, like, We'll be nominated so many times for every award because, like, every single production is so different. Yeah. Um, that they'll all have their own merits. And, like, you'll have customers that walk out saying, that was terrible and it was my fault because I influenced the story in this exactly. way. Uh, so- I'm actually, I'm, right now, I'm going to go back to the box office and buy yep. another ticket yep. so I can put hashtag tilt to the right because <laughs> I think I just, I hashtag tilted to the left That's too right. much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, what's Rotten Tomatoes going to say? Like, people will go in to see. They'll be like, <laughs> just like the amount of entries that have to go up on Wikipedia as well for each individual production of the exper- or the uh, the Black Shadow. Um, is it, gonna- <laughs> it, won't, it really won't be any different to any other review site. Some people give it five stars. <laughs> some people give it one star. At least this way you can like make an excuse why some people enjoyed it and other people didn't because yeah. they're seeing different things. Yeah. It's really weird when some people enjoy it and some people don't. I'm like, it was exactly the same every <laughs> single time. It was exactly the same thing. Yep. Exactly. How can it be? How can your viewpoints be so different? Yeah. This, this way, at least, we've got an excuse. Exactly. All right. Uh, I think that is a wrap. I think you're right. Possibly a wrap on our filmmaking career. <laughs> If we go into just doing the experience from now on. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've definitely patented that idea. Yep. And everyone who then licenses that idea from us will just be... It's just like another revenue stream yeah, to absolutely. go with our other hundreds of thousands yep. of methods by which yep. our film studio is raking in yeah. the big bucks. And the great thing is you can't copyright the concept of a play, but you can copyright the experience. So... Exactly. Money-making schemes for us. All right, housekeeping as per usual. We are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, our bios, and of course, Mufwizawidada, which is our little database of films that we've created on this podcast. Search Facebook for Movie Film Studios and join the community where emoji clues are posted as to the upcoming trailers. This is going to be a tough week. I don't think there is a welcome to Marwen <laughs> emoji. Uh Widows, that's also a little different. A little bit dark. I, one, a couple of weeks ago, we had one which was um, The Nun, I yep. think was a trailer. I'm like, I'll just put in a nun emoji. I'm yep. like, nut doesn't exist. <laughs> Church lady? That'll have to do. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we're on Twitter because someone told us to be on there. And of course, we're on iTunes, Podbean, and any other place that you get podcasts. And I think that's it. 
All that remains is to thank you all for listening again this week. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits. Watch me.